with Blair and RV on Classic Rock 98.1. And if you missed it over the weekend, ClassicRock981.com is where you can find the fight between Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. But that's not what got everybody's attention, RV. And by the way, it ended in a draw. Spoiler alert. Uh... It was the post-game interview where everybody kind of turned their head and said, what did you just say, Mike? Well, we're in our mid-30s, Blair. We can barely make it up the stairs. How do you think Mike Tyson fared in an eight-round boxing match at the age of 54? Let's just say that he prepared in a certain way. Have you already had a joint? Yeah, absolutely. Coming down. Yeah. I, well, listen, I can't stop smoking. I, I was. Did you have one right before the fight? Absolutely, yes. How does the, the marijuana effect help you uh, into the fight? It's just what I do and who I am and how I'm going to die. There's no explanation. There's no beginning. There's no end. Did it help numb the pain a little bit? It just numbs me. It doesn't numb the pain. Whoa. He just needs to do it. It's a coping mechanism, I guess. How does anybody, for the life of me, get in the ring and go eight rounds after doing that? I, that that's what blows my mind. And I'm not saying I have or haven't in the past, but if I, if I was to partake, I'd be asleep on the couch in about six minutes. I'd order a large cheese pizza, and I'd be asleep in six minutes. If I was Roy Jones Jr. and heard that Tyson was hitting some cones there before, yeah, yeah. I'd be very worried for my ears if you got the munchies in round eight. <laughs> I guess uh, from, what, uh, from what I understand, too, Mike Tyson took the original fight uh, because he misread uh, the, the title card. He thought it said Roy Joint. <laughs> Probably like that, eh? How great would it have been if uh, Tyson just went old school and knocked out Jones Jr. at four minutes and 20 seconds? We can keep this all day, folks. <laughs> Prime time with Blair and RV on Classic Rock 98.1. Is it okay to haggle on uh, price when it comes to uh, buying a live, a real Christmas tree, RV? Well, why not, right? If you're going to save a couple bucks in the process, and I mean, it's not hurting the Christmas tree industry at all, because have you heard of the boom that's happening right now with real Christmas trees? You were mentioning that uh, people are just clamoring. It's been a year. And people want to get in a good mood fast. And apparently, North Americans are seeking the real trees because it, quotes creates a real memory marker, Blair. Yeah, so like something to do, right? Like something the kids will uh, will hang their hat on. They'll look back on that. Yeah, I guess uh, tree farms right now are reporting businesses six to seven days ahead of basically years in the past. and. Wow. They're just shipping out millions and millions of trees that are being scooped up. And uh, you can relate to this because I saw a photo on the uh, the social medias over the weekend. You guys finally uh, bit the bullet and got the tree. Yeah, we uh, went on Sunday, yesterday afternoon. It was a glorious day, by the way. What was, I think it was like nearly 10 degrees, sunny skies, totally clear. And uh, we went to Tree Lane Farms in, in Elderton, obviously all outdoors. And uh, I mean, the place was hopping. You had to book a time slot. So they could only have so many people on the property at one at any given time, obviously for distancing reasons. I heard that time slots are like booked up for like the next like two weeks. Are too. they right? Yeah. yeah see, so Laura, Laura took care of that, so I don't even know. It's good that you got in. Um, and uh, we we went and picked out the tree. We I wasn't gonna cut one down. I'm not going. Oh, to you that. didn't even cut it down. I wasn't. I wasn't gonna do the Clark Griswold thing. I did that like five years ago, and it's it's not worth the mess. It's not it's not worth the IG post. <laughs> the uh, the little likes on social media. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, we were, I'd say we were probably there for a half hour, 45 minutes, just checking out the trees. And then, uh, 
you know, eventually settled on uh, whatever the hell is now in our living room, basically. This is an honest question. I haven't, we, we got like the fake pre-lit one at home because real trees are a lot of work. I, I, I'm actually interested in how much did the tree cost? Uh, this one it was up there. I think it was like 80 bucks. 80 bucks, eh? In that, in that range, yeah. Did you haggle at all? Well, that's, that, that's the thing. So... I think Tree Lane Farms are a little more firm on the price. <laughs> I, Laura and I, a, a few years back, went to the, what is it, like the gun club on Southdale? Oh, yes. Like, and you could haggle with those guys. I remember uh, growing up in Burlington, we lived around the corner from the Optimist Club, and my dad would just like haggle the hell out of this guy on like a $15 tree. You said that you didn't haggle, but I, I saw your wife Laura's uh, Instagram story, and there was a video of you picking up the tree, and I'm pretty sure... I don't know. This kind of sounds like haggling to me. Christmas only comes once a year. Why not? Why not? Yeah, well, how much? I'll knock off two bucks because I can see you're a man who knows his tree. This is you, isn't this it? This isn't one of those trees <laughs> that all the needles falls off, is it? No, that's symbolic. You know, Zulok just found one of those brand new green plastic trees. Darn thing looks like it was made out of green pipe cleaner. It's true. It's true. I'll throw in some rope and tie it to your car for you. You got a deal. Uh, I'm perfectly okay with the green pipe cleaners. <laughs> Primetime with Blair and Darby on Classic Rock 98.1. Unfortunate news over the weekend. Uh, the dude who played Darth Vader for all those years, RV, has uh, has moved on. And not James Earl Jones. No, not I know that guy. Social media kind of got a little bit confused over the weekend. David Prowse, the guy who was in the Darth Vader costume, passed away at the age of 85 and... He was a big man, Blair. He, yeah, he totally was. Towering, right? He was six foot seven. He was a bodybuilder back in his day when he was cast. But it's funny. You read into all the stories about David Prowse and his time as Darth Vader. He was one of those guys who couldn't keep a secret well off set back in the 80s. And didn't he divulge one of the biggest <laughs> secrets in, in, like, in, in Star Wars lore? Well, we found out in 1980 in The Empire Strikes Back, which is regarded uh, by many as Blair would say, lasers, lasers and helmets fans, as the best Star Wars movie. And we found out a major plot line in that movie, that Darth Vader was Luke's dad. Spoiler alert. Apparently David Prowse, he uh, leaked that information <laughs> before The Empire Strikes Back came out, saying that Darth Vader was Luke's father, and people didn't know what to believe, and I guess he was synonymous with that. He also leaked the info before Return of the Jedi came out that Vader would die at the end. Well, it's a, it's a good thing that he's not around for season two of Mandalorian, then. <laughs> Without David Prowse in that suit, he was so villainous and so towering. No, exactly. You still need that towering guy, and he was he was the one wearing the suit the whole time, so he deserves as much credit, you know, even though it wasn't his voice. What a legacy to leave behind. Probably the most iconic villain in the history of film. Obi-Wan never told you what happened to your father. He told me enough. He told me you killed him. No. I am your father. No. That's not true. That's impossible. Primetime with Blair and Darby on Classic Rock 98.1. December arrives tomorrow. Do you have your Christmas lights up? That's the question. If you don't and you're in the process of putting them up, don't do what Miranda Chant did. (laughs) 
Miranda from BlackfordNewsLondon.com in the, the news booth shaking her head right now. So you just told us a story about your Christmas lights and how you had to make a last minute change. Well, as you recall, I actually put them up, what, the second week of November? Okay, took okay. advantage Remember of that it was stretch. Really, it was really warm. Yeah. I was actually up there sweating. It was gorgeous, yeah. It was fantastic. First year, never had freezing cold hands doing it. Well, that all changed. One of the strands went half dim. So I thought, okay, I'll go buy a new strand and I'll just plunk it in there. No big thing. One strand. There's like 12 strands up there. You can't just replace a single bulb and fix that? or I... No, it was like one strand went okay. dim. It was an old strand. So I don't I, know. You couldn't pop yeah. those bulbs out. You can't change the fuse in those ones. I don't know why. I guess because it's old. Miranda just went and bought some new ones. So I got some new ones. I'm not particularly handy, I guess. <laughs> uh, so as I'm up there, like getting it back in, like the new ones up, I realize it's not long enough. Despite having the same number of bulbs as the old strand, it, it was, was just, short. it was slightly shorter. <laughs> so it was a few That's inches short. So the wires wouldn't connect. Yeah. So I couldn't uh, sync up to, to hook the rest of the house back up. So about halfway on the front is where it, it ended. <laughs> So what did you have to do to fix that problem? I had to move all of the other lights. <laughs> you had to redo everything? Yes. Oh, my God. How long did it take you to take down the lights, move them all down, get that all done up? Shift them all over? I think it was like an hour and a half I was out there. Good 90 minutes. That's a long time. Because basically, I had to redo the whole thing. I would have just left it the way it was. <laughs> so does this mean you're going to become the person who just leaves their lights up year-round now? Because you don't want to have to go through all that again if it were to go dim a second time? So you just became a, a 365 Christmas lights person? I would, except then you shorten the lifespan of the lights, and I don't want to have to go buy more. Are you sure it was the lights are dimming or your vision because of all the wine you drank? <laughs> Prime time with Blair and RV on Classic Rock 98.1. How do you figure retirement is going for Scott Moyer and Tessa Virtue, RV? I would say it's pretty relaxing after years and years of training, but uh, I hear they're picking up more accolades. Yeah, they've got uh, another piece for the trophy case. This is crazy. They have been awarded the Order of Canada. It's like the highest honor. I think it was, uh, was it last year you you had a chance to catch up with, with Tessa, right? Yeah, in uh, in Ilderton, and uh, at that time, talking about the retirement, because they were there for the, uh, the Canada Walk of Fame Hometown Stars. It's been quite a whirlwind. I think going from such structure as an amateur athlete with a team of people around us, you know, whose entire purpose is just to facilitate us being the best athletes we possibly can. We're so lucky as figure skaters, as Canadians, people really rally behind their athletes. And it's nice that we've had the privilege of this platform. And that was Tessa Virtue right there. And obviously uh, those two being honored right now for their athletic excellence and inspiring a new generation of figure skaters. I really love Scott Moyer. Scott Moyer has been uh, a colorful asset to our community. You remember back in the, uh, was it 2018 when he was in the stands watching like the gold medal hockey game and he had like his hat on sideways with a beer in his hand? Oh, yeah. He was having a grand old time. That's why we took him that case of blue light That's up, right. up, up to Ilderton. <laughs> what happened with that again? I remember we went to the beer store across here uh, at Richmond and Piccadilly. And what was the kind of beer that we got again? It was blue ice. Oh, ice because they're ice dancers. Right. <laughs> yeah. And so we had this intention of delivering this 2-4 to Scott and Tessa and like they couldn't accept it? No, they couldn't. It turned out that it was uh, it was a Molson event. <laughs> 
Little do we know that Scott snuck out to the parking lot, put that two four in his trunk. It's now in his trophy cabinet. He's yeah, gonna, that's yeah, that's unconfirmed, by the way. <laughs> he's gonna have to slide the blue ice over just a, a couple of inches to make room for the Order of Canada certificate. Prime time with Blair and Darby on Classic Rock ninety eight one.